Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. Yowza, have I missed you. It's all true. Listen, I wanted to kind of give you a heads up. We, you know, we're, we got a new episode this week. Same, same song and dance we always do. We love making these podcasts. Uh, we sit down and we talk today about taxes in uh, a way that probably you're not expecting. Like, we're not going to sit down and walk you through our taxes. There is a little bit of that because... Anytime taxes get brought up, your girl Aaron and your boy Jay just just go on rants. That's how much taxes annoy us. Uh, we always talk about how, you know, I remember taking pre-calculus. Like I had no business near, anywhere near that level of math. I think even my teachers would be like, how did you even get in here? But I never got a class on taxes or how to do taxes so anytime they come up, we get extra, like, fidgety and, and chatty. So there's definitely some taxes talk. If you're a self-employed person, there is no help to be offered here. <laughs> um, but there is some humor in our suffering. Like, we're, we're making jokes as the, as the ship is sinking, if you will. So that is in there, and that's a good time. And we also talk about the new stand-up special from Nate Bergazzi. Uh, I struggle to say his name the entire episode. So go ahead and get your heart right for that. But he is a stand-up comedian um, out of Nashville. He just released a new stand-up special, and we love him. We've loved him for a really long time, and to see his rise is just is it makes it so much more fun because you know we had this his stand-up special that I, I was on like iTunes whenever it first came out, and that's all we had from him. And now to see him have three specials on Netflix is just, like, so exciting. So uh, we talk about Nate Bergazzi, and I've actually, like, nailed his name now. Like, I'm really crushing the name thing now. But I wanted to give you a heads up because next week we're going to kind of start changing things up a little bit. We've been doing this podcast, if you can believe it, for two entire years. And we are ready to, to, to lean into this. This is just a part of our life now. So we, we just got to talking about what we need to make this a thing all the time. And starting next week, we're going to start breaking the podcast up uh, a little bit more with our public episodes and our Patreon episodes. Because through the pandemic, Patreon has been a lifesaver. I don't know if you, if you know a lot of musicians, but... In March of last year, our whole jobs kind of went away, and we we put it off and put it off because uh, we were just uncomfortable putting our stuff behind a paywall, and that's what Patreon is. But uh, I would say of all the forms of payment that a musician can get or all the forms of of making this a living, Patreon has the most positive how do I say this? Patreon does the best job of supporting the artist, I would say, in, in our experience at least. So starting next week, we're going to start breaking up the podcast more. So if you want the other half of the podcast, go to our Patreon. So as for instance, like this week, we would give you like half the podcast up top, and then we would like break it into Patreon. So and I don't tell you that uh, for any other reason, then it's just really, really helpful if you're a, if you're one of our patrons, like you've literally gotten us through a pandemic, you know, so that's all to say. Uh, we're just with everything comes growth, and we are we're really excited about the new chapter of of the podcast. And also on Patreon, we've released like five new songs. So if that's something you're into, there's a whole tier of music stuff. Like I I go I do video demos of new songs, but like 
the songs that we're going to release in a few months, like those are already on Patreon. So, and there's a ton of other stuff on there. And Erin does a, a, a diary of like her journey going through nutrition. Like it's just, there's like a ton over on Patreon if you're into that kind of thing. So anyway, just go to ojeremiahtalks.com or uh, look us up on Patreon. It's all there. And we got, y'all, we got some stuff coming out this month. Or not this month, sorry. That was way misleading. We've got some stuff coming out soon. I don't know why I said this month. That was hopeful. It's not hopeful. Uh, I mean, it is hopeful. But the the feelings of, oh, new is on the horizon, it's, it's starting to feel real deep in my bones. So stick around for that. Get your heart right. It's coming. Everything is coming. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for making it this far. I was extra chatty in this intro. I hope that's okay with you. Okay, guys. Oh, Jeremiah Talks. Let's get into it. I wanted to be you talking on the intro. I don't feel together. Yeah. Yes, we're recording. Hello, my love. How yes. are you? Yes. Yes. Feeling pretty good. You feeling pretty good? We, yeah. This is the longest we've gone without seeing each other in a really long time. I feel like we say that a lot. Yeah, I know, but I feel like that number just keeps going up. So Mondays, it's not... man. Freaking Mondays. Is this I... our new schedule or no? I think... I think it's going to have to be this week. We're test driving it. So, because the alternative would, what if we recorded like Thursday morning? No, because the whole world could change by the time we actually get to the podcast. Mm. Everything could be changed by then. So it's easier to, yeah, get that. Yeah. So we're doing this one Monday night. We used to do it Monday afternoon. It's just going to get further and further until we're doing it like Wednesday right before we post, just so it can be as current as humanly possible. During that one week, I was like, no, no, no. Let's record the podcast in the car. I do remember that. Very hazardous, but we had a great time. No, that was one of the worst ideas I think I've ever had. I had a blast. We couldn't focus. Yeah, this, that's just the difference between you and I. I am... Do you like a challenge? Let's roll the windows down. Let's take our shirts off and then record a podcast. But you were much more like, hey, can uh, we put a third seatbelt on us and then maybe stop, full stop, then record? Because we had to hold the microphones. But anyways, we won't do that again. No, no. Let's don't do that. As you're so... Right. Yeah, today it's been, well, and then honestly, like I had like a class meeting this afternoon, so it kind of, the new schedule worked out for today, but that's not going to be every week. So yeah, you, I think, I think what we're experiencing in real time is that COVID is nearing its end, or at least this era is ending. In terms of like how you live your life. Yes, but I don't think it's here yet, but I think everyone around us is preparing for such a thing. Totally. So now it's like, okay, what does it look like look like to do regular things again? Right. Like I had the thought uh, going in Kroger. Remember in early pandemic, like ve- like March of last year. Like washing your groceries? Yeah, no, no, even before that. So okay. before that, you saw people wearing a mask and you were like, wow, they're taking this really seriously. Or you were like, like, shoot, do I need to do that? Yes. And yes. then it became everyone was wearing a mask unless you were a douche. That was like basically how we looked at Categorized it, right? Categorized it, yeah. And now I see more and more people not wearing a mask. And my thought was not, oh, wow, look at that monster. My thought was, oh, they probably got vaccinated. So because mm. they're like now they're saying that if you get a vaccination two weeks after you're vaccinated on your second dose, you don't have to wear a mask anymore is what they're saying. But really? I mean, it changes like every minute, you know, yeah. but I'm starting to see like like venue owners are like, hey, we're considering the summer for shows, but we're still not at the point where we can do anything. But we're just planning for when we can do things. OK, 
So uh, that's kind of what we're experiencing right now. Last week you told me that a bunch of bands are like planning tours already, like they posted tours. Are those, and those are indoor venues, right? Yeah. So like what's the, I guess there's no update on that. They're just waiting to see if it'll happen. No, I think some, I think some artists are actually playing shows already. So I think, you know, some just, these are the ones off the top of my head. Like David Ramirez is already playing shows. Uh, Nate Bergazzi, who we're going to talk about on the podcast today, which I'm very excited about. Like, he's already like, playing indoor shows. Do you feel like we're behind? I feel like, no. I, I feel like we're being, we're dragging our feet on purpose. Like, I don't think there is a hurry to get out there and, like, get people in a room. There's not a high demand for that yet. Yeah. Because I can't, like, when we, when, when it's right, we'll know. And I just don't feel like it's time yet. I don't know. There's still so much we can't do. There's still so much that like, like Coachella, like, is going to be next year. Like, there's still things that aren't getting figured out. But I feel like there's at least the hope of, oh, you remember, uh, this is, maybe this is a better example. Whenever you just knew it was going to get canceled, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. like, you're like, oh, they, they just haven't announced it yet, but that's definitely getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like people are announcing shows, and you're like, hey, I may actually get to go to that. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's changing in that way. Is Hangout still happening? I honestly don't know if they've announced Hangout. Hangout Fest? I need to check that. I that feels know. like something that would happen because it's in lower Alabama. Well, it's really interesting, the places that are like, uh, COVID never came here. We checked, and we're just pretending like We're it. just fine. Yeah, like the your mom came to visit us, and she, I know. she was like, oh, people wear masks here. And like in Alabama and Mississippi, yeah. like it's way less. And I told her, I was like, because um, whenever we came to her house for Thanksgiving, it was like such a culture shock to us. To be in a small town that didn't really observe the restrictions for COVID versus our town that does. Yeah. And so whenever she came here, I was like, yeah, mom, do you see how like it was kind of a culture shock for us coming down for Thanksgiving? And she was like, I mean, yeah, it is for me right now. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Like in the in the opposite way, you know. Well, I I am. uh, I can't wait until all the case studies come out on like how just culture and social media affected the way we handled COVID. Yeah. Because in Athens, you know, there's masks everywhere. Like freaking noodles is wearing a mask outside. Right. And then I went to get um, some meat from this country store that's like 10 miles away. Yeah. And there were like Not two, even that far. No. And there were like two people wearing a mask. Yeah. And it was packed. Yeah. Like I heard a teller say, well, this isn't nearly as bad as game day. Like, could, like talking about how busy it was in the... In oh, the, really? Yeah. And uh, it was just funny because like no one was wearing a mask. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that is, but I think that's just so fascinating. Wait, let's also talk about what we got on Saturday because you and I always make the joke with each other. No, you make the joke. I say, what do you want for dinner if I say that? Or if I say, hey, what do you want to do special for dinner, whatever? And you always say, I don't know, some kind of prime rib. Yeah. Prime you rib. always say that. Well, so and I, so we finally had prime rib. So I said that today. I told that to my, to my boss. And he's like, well, prime rib and prime ribeye are different things. Okay, so, and, and maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but it's just funny because we actually, I got like a prime ribeye steak. Like a very nice one. And y'all, did, he, did you tell him it was the best ever? I did. There is this guy. I don't know his name, but y'all should, y'all should find oh, him on gonna, TikTok. You're going to do it. Yes. So I learned a steak recipe based on this guy. 
And I, I want to look him up just because I really think it's worth it. I think I think you guys deserve this. Is he a Texas guy? I forgot. No, he's he's absolutely Cajun. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know. I don't know his name or anything. He has a spice belt. Like he, he has a belt on with. It's like, like a, a utility. Like if he were a super superhero, he would be grill man. Grill guy. Cajun TikTok is what the, is what the hashtag says. Hang on, this is yeah. I prob- but you you watched it and you were- yeah. Stale cracker is the name of this guy. Put that. Like, steak expert keeps growing. If you want to learn how to cook a good steak, let's get it, dude. <laughs> so wait, keep going. At stale cracker, S T A L E. Cracker with a K. But this is literally all I used. On medium heat, lay your steaks down. <laughs> the end is the best part. Yeah, no. That's what got me hooked. Minutes, flip them, and then start basing. Now it's time to hit that seal. It's very, very visually pleasing. A couple seconds on each side. Locking that flavor. I wish I could see this. Go look it up. This is the part. Money, dude. <laughs> what is he even saying? He's saying he's saying money, dude. That's his catchphrase. He's wearing a shirt in the video that says money, dude. So yeah. I don't know. But is he TikTok famous? I think he's TikTok famous, but because I'm like learning a lot about the grill culture, I know that he's like a rising star in yeah. grilling right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's a great. I mean, you you did it, and it. Tasted like one of the best things I've ever well, had. It was honestly the first time I found value out of TikTok because yeah. I've, you and I have had this talk a lot of, I'm never jealous of the content I see. I'm only jealous of the numbers. But that was the first time where I was like, wow, that was really valuable. That was a one minute tutorial on how to make a perfect steak. And it was perfect. And it was perfect. It was, it, it was very cl- like perfection. Yeah. And it was just, it was a, what a great Saturday night. Maybe it was, I mean, maybe the quality of meat had something to do with it too. Oh, of course. But like if you get, if you I get mean, like you a. you went to like a butcher. Yeah. I went to a butcher. Um, I, I like pointed at the one I wanted. They wrapped it. It was like 40 bucks. Way too much. Yeah. It was like so expensive, but. Um, but, but my yeah. mom was here and it was just like a really sweet time. Yeah. It was a great time. We had a blast. Yeah. But I, now I'm like. I wonder how many things are on TikTok that are like so amazing and valuable that I just like never. Well, I like recipes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not on TikTok. Well, is an Instagram reel kind of the same? I think vibe? it's kind of the same, especially because TikTok lets you share to Instagram. Oh. So it's like it's you know because I'm not on TikTok, but like I like Instagram reels for recipe purposes. It it, it does go by so fast that you have to like pause and or either watch it twenty times. Or, like, write, pause and write things down if they don't have it in the comments. Yeah, I do think that TikTok, like, I can picture TikTok making Instagram and Facebook, like, way less cool. Yeah. Because now whenever you scroll through TikTok or scroll through Instagram or Facebook, it's like, add, add, add. Um, my aunt, who is telling everyone about, I don't know, <laughs> like, some conspiracy theory. Like, it's... Well, it, tell me this. This is weird to me. Um, I just saw on Facebook that you're... Your mammal got hacked on Facebook, yeah, which was a bummer. But how come that doesn't really happen with Instagram? I think the equivalent is people making fake accounts. Like I see a lot of people post, like, "Hey, everybody, this is not me. Don't follow this account." Or I that scam message that I got. No, well, wait, that was hacked. Then 
remember our the musician that was like, hey, I used your photo. Thanks so much. Click this link and enter your password. Yeah. And then whenever you click it, it looks like it, it, it brings like you to It looks like you're logging a, in. Right. And then they just take your credentials that you log in and then they log into your yes. account. Yeah. It's genius. It's so weird. Hackers be scammy. It's it's very scammy. I know. I, yeah. So uh, I would love to talk first up about our taxes. Taxes are your least favorite thing on this earth. Starting to, that's not. I don't know that that's true anymore. Because we had a we had great year of ta- well. So it sounds like we're about to like brag about how rich we are, but that is not no, even I, close to what we're about to do. No, but not even on a money level. I actually feel like this is the first year that I like really had a really good understanding of what I was doing. Why well, didn't know? I look now thirty one. I feel like it's a great age to look back on your life and be like, wow, if I could tell high school me what he's getting into, it would be a whole different world now. Yeah. Like, why, instead of like Algebra 3 and pre like, why not one taxes class? No clue. Well, and can I be honest with you, though? Like, I don't, not many people are self-employed. Is that true? Because I feel like we're like, I feel like all of our friends are self-employed. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's confusing. And also people would disagree with how I do our taxes because like I claim everything we make. You were like the most like general, like everything has to be honorable. and you Yeah. Know. And it's not, it's not in a sense of like, I'm trying to be a good girl and I'm trying to be a rule follower. It's like. No, I I just want to know where we're at, like genuinely. And we also like we'd like to buy a house. Yeah. And if if both people in the marriage are self-employed, you're not going to have anything that like looks astounding. No, it's true. And so I'm just trying to I mean, I'm just trying to do the right thing so that we can do that, you know. But what happened and the reason I think you're so excited and I think it's funny that you're making it a subject on the podcast is that I told you that there is a possibility that I was saving too much for our I was like because I have a savings account with easy access that every month whenever we get paid from our like side hustles like I put because we're not none of the people that we work for withhold taxes from for us so we have to do all of that ourselves and, and then every time we get paid, you like take, you like chop of it, chop it in like a quarter and you're like, this goes to the government. And yeah, I'm then, like, here's our, this is the percentage I'm going to put in savings And it's so disheartening month. because it's frustrating. every time I get paid, no matter how it. much money it is, I'm like, I'm rich. Yeah. And then you're like, actually, sir, give me it. Yeah. I mean, that's like Ron Swanson's uh, lesson of the government in Parks and Rec. I think, I think he was on to everything. Like, I think he gets it. No, I mean, Yeah. Um, so, but I was putting away a decent amount and I knew it was probably too much, but because of pandemic life, because of just the unknown of the last year, I wanted to be extra certain that I was, that I was like setting us up for success. Yeah. Um, and I did because we, we walked, we finally met with our accountant on Friday and, um, I am saving too much, and so now we get to kind of, like, play around with what we want to do with that, which feels good. Because if you're self-employed, you don't get 
a refund like everyone else. I've, you get, and I always get so jealous when our friends with with they like, brag about refunds with like ten ninety nine jobs. That's how I don't know what you would even call job jobs, but job job W two W what two when they get a what two and then they're like oh I got a big refund I got a Peloton bike now. I want to buy two Peloton bikes in case one of them gets a flat tire. No, Jeremiah. Yeah. No. No, Jeremiah. That's the new band name. I yeah, we've. I feel like that's been made before. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, yeah. No. No. We're not. We're not buying a bunch of stuff. And we had the meeting on Friday. My mom came into town like right after that. So I was like, "Hey, give me. I got a budget on Monday. I got to figure out what to do with because it. it's a little bit. I mean, it's good news, but it's still." Um, it's still kind of like overwhelming to like, just to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Like I just What's don't want to overwhelming up. around uh, about swiping a credit card blindly until someone stops you. Like oh there's nothing overwhelming about okay. that. Okay, I know we're gonna talk about him in the next segment, but it's really funny because he makes a joke like in a marriage, one of you has to be a dreamer and the other one has to be a what do you say? A dream crusher, probably. Or something like that. A kite or a kite string. I'm the kite string, obviously. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, because if you both were dreamers, you'd be homeless within an hour. Yeah. And like you saying that about the credit card just like really cracks me up. Yeah. I I've definitely feel that because we walked out of the taxes. And the, I didn't bring up the taxes to even talk about money. What I brought up taxes oh. was, was to talk about us like totally vibing with our accountant. <laughs> oh, please share. Yeah. So um, I... It was it was really funny because every time we enter a, a state of like when money comes up, I always get really uncomfortable because it's like really because you make a lot of jokes and it's like funny. Yeah, that's my vibe every is to time, make jokes when I'm uncomfortable. Okay, because every time we see him every year, yeah, obviously, and I could go to the meeting by myself, but I like you there because you simply just like make funny conversation conversation while I'm like. Sharing the Google Doc with him and making sure that he understands what all of my descriptions mean and yada yada yada, and he's like talking me through like, okay, how much did you do for this? Is what does this mean? What did you mean by this? Who's right. this person? Blah blah blah. And you're over there, and I remember, like, randomly, you're just like, can we make our dog an expense? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, Jeremiah, literally, your only contribution to taxes for 2020 is, can I write my dog off? Like, is yeah. that? A- no, no, and I and immediately after I said I'm not here to help. Right, right, and so, <laughs> because I'm not because it feels like honestly getting going and getting our taxes done feels as intimate and vulnerable as getting a colonoscopy. Because I'm it like, it is very personal. It yeah. is like, hey, yeah, you don't have to say anything. I know I had a bad year or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, we got to write off a portion of our rent and utilities because you have such a big studio in here now. Yeah. And just simply whenever I was giving him all the math of like, this is how much we paid in rent for the whole year. This is how much we paid in power. Like you literally are like, here's my trash can. Look through it. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me what's valuable. Yep. Um, but so we're, we're just talking and it's really funny the, with the last three episodes of, of me talking about Breaking Bad, but we're just kind of talking, hanging out. Oh yeah. And, I don't even remember what the conversation, like what- How did you bring it up? I don't even remember, but it's obviously still super fresh on my brain because I brought up like- You, something came up about like you starting your own like meth lab as a joke. Oh, okay. That's, I don't, out of context, I sound like a monster talking to an accountant this way, but that's probably what happened. And then he like, 
he was like, oh man, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I just finished watching it. And he's like, no way. And like y'all started talking about it and y'all riffed on it so much that y'all even emailed about it after. We emailed about it after. So if you if you are a big Breaking Bad fan, you like it's the same as like the only way I can describe it is if you're a bald man and you walk by this on the street with another bald man, there's an unspoken connection. It's like, dude, mm. me and you, we get it. We know mm. how we got here. That's kind of cool. I yeah. don't know that I have that with anyone. It's a, it's a very surreal thing where, especially like younger guys that are bald, because it's like, hey man, you're working through it. Like, we got it. Yeah. Um, but a Breaking Bad fan will, will be the same way where it's like, dude, like we even all have the same favorite episodes. It's it's just bananas. And there's this episode in season five called Ozymandias, and I was just like, dude, season five, episode 16 is the best episode of TV I've ever seen. No, no, sorry, episode 14. Episode 14 is the best episode of TV I've ever seen. And he starts quoting a poem about Ozymandias. Okay, that's what that email was. I was like, what it are y'all talking about? It was the most Breaking Bad uh, super fan thing I've ever seen. That's it was, deep. It was very um, Especially because how long has it been since he's seen it? I don't know. It sticks with you, though. Like, yeah. I always said I would never watch it again, but I could start it again today. Like, that's how that's how good that show what is. What an ebb and flow. Yeah, I know. It's like being married to a wackadoodle. A kite. Yeah, I am a kite. <laughs> Eat it up. But the next, all that to say, like, we, like, the tax appointment should have t- taken an hour, but he was legitimately like, well, I mean... I, I could cancel my next appointment. Like, we could, like, keep hanging. Like, it was just, like, very... Yeah. It, well, you made a joke about me being nervous. You're like, yeah, you're so anxious whenever we sh- show up, but then look how great this is going. And this was the first year that I felt, like, more comfortable and that I had all the answers to everything. But I I don't know. I, I'm i just, like, so terrified of being audited and owing, like, thousands of dollars and not realizing that I did something wrong. But also... Um, dang it. I've... Uh, that is one of the funniest characteristics about no, you. No, I know, but you interrupted as, me. No, I, and I, got, I didn't. Did I? You started to, and I like, I was like, oh, shoot. I think my mouth just made a noise. But you will be, you'll be like, like witness to the prosecution, Your Honor. I have no. What are we talking about? Yes, like, for it sure. It is so. It is so surreal. For to me. sure. You will be so convicted and so powerful. You're like, oh, I'm here. And like, Wait, who are you? It's <laughs> so annoying. It's like the most annoying thing. Well, it's interesting to me that we that taxes are so scary to you and so foreign to me when my mother worked for the IRS for 30 years. Yeah. She was an IRS accountant or agent or something. I know. It's just bananas. Oh, I know. Um, you were saying to him, you're like, oh, you're so nervous and like, look how great it's going. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, it's just a lot because I spend so many hours throughout the year working through... All of this information, like I, you know, like I sit down and do taxes like once a week at least. Well, not as much during the pandemic because we didn't have a lot of shows, but you have to just like log everything and make sure that you're doing it all right. Like mileage, food, track, like all of it is, is just like a lot of information. And I'm like, and then it's condensed into like this one hour meeting. And he was like, well, I mean, like I can cancel my next appointment if you need me to. Like, I don't have anyone until three. And I think he like was kind of worried. I was like, no, sorry. I meant like, it's just like I put in all this work and then it's like, is this all right? And then we're done. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And then later that night, he was just like, hey, do you guys want to like chill? It was so funny. It was. And I'm very excited. Because he emailed me. I was really appreciative because like. 
our like official tax documents aren't ready to be picked up at his office yet. But he emailed me the final numbers that we owed, which was incredibly helpful. I think he kind of knew that I wanted to go ahead and plan for it. Yeah. And so he sent me those. And then he also included a Breaking Bad poem and then a few emails back and forth. He's like, hey, I hope I didn't say anything today that like my wife would scold me for. Because he apparently he was talking very freely. Like we got political at one point, but in like a really like peaceful way. And then, um, and then it's like a few emails back and forth between the three of us. And then he's like, do y'all want to go to dinner with me and my wife? (laughs) Yeah. And I've learned since that conversation, I've thought so much about that conversation because as you know, but I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, I feel so unsafe to talk about politics with anyone. Yeah. And the reason why is because I, I don't know if it's because I like always seem to, to want to play devil's devil's advocate. But I realized, like, policy never comes up in my conversations about politics. Mm -hmm. It's all identity politics. Yeah. Like, I remember saying to someone, yeah, do you think you'll get the vaccine? And immediately it became conservative versus Democrat. Yeah. And I was legitimately just like, I don't know, man, like, you like following the data and stuff. And it just like was a totally different conversation. And it was really interesting because this basically a stranger, our accountant, was like, I hear your struggles with talking about politics. I know why it's hard for you, but the same things frustrate me. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like if we were in a better circumstance right now, we could have really meaningful conversation about issues. Yeah. And like every time there's like a big issue or whatever – I feel like we're getting further and further from talking about the thing and more and more like, hey, remind me whose team you're on because this is the team I'm on. And it just like and for some reason in our tax accountant's office, I was just like, oh, wow, I feel seen talking yeah. about this stuff for the first time ever. I think he did, too. Yeah. And it's just so it's so surreal to me. Yeah. Like, I love listening to like to listen to. I, I, I've never I don't think I've ever like said this out loud, but uh I try to listen to NPR and a very like right leaning uh, podcast yeah. just so I can get whatever the middle is. And I get it by like mixing the two. I just wish that there was an actual middle somewhere. And I guess me and my accountant are going to have to start a podcast. Y'all can start. It was funny because he was looking at our our income and he was like, oh, you make money. You do a podcast. And we're like, yeah. He's like, y'all just sit and talk to each other and you make money from it. And we're like, yeah. I mean, that's basically the business model, but was, I mean, what else do you funny. want? It was great. Okay. Do you want to talk about Nate? Yeah. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. Kind of taking a hard right. Uh, my new favorite comedian, he's not new because we've been following him for years now, uh, but he... Because of the Netflix algorithm, I think he's getting like a huge wave of like popularity right now. Is Nate Bergazzi? It felt like it was overnight, but there, I mean, there's no way. There's no way. Because whenever no. we lived in Hattiesburg, he was coming through Hattiesburg. He was going through Hattiesburg for $10 a ticket. And now it's and like, that was like eight years ago. And now it's like a hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah. So that it feels overnight, but in his, like eight years, that is a long time. It's a long time. And we we know that, you know? Well, I, I think Nate Bergat it's Bergazzi or Baget. I don't know how to Let's say just it. call him Nate. Yeah. So the thing that makes Nate's comedy so special to me, uh, he has a new com he has a new stand up special called The Great The Greatest Average American. 
and it's on Netflix. And he has another one called The Tennessee Kid. And he is the first episode of The Stand Ups, season one. And I think that is what got him like. Oh, that 30 minute little bit. Is so good. It's very good. I think. He was the first one on that. He was the, the first one. And it's one of those things where, like, he probably had no idea that that's that was, what was going to happen. Yeah. Because he went from, like, nobody to somebody super quick. He was, like, 38 when he got discovered. Yeah. And he's on, I'm not done with it yet, but he's um, a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And to hear, like, stories from the start of his career is incredibly fascinating. Yeah. Because he was married with a kid in the, like, in the hustle of, like, early career stuff. Yeah. Like, it's it's so interesting to think like no no this is what I want to do like he he wanted to, he moved back to Nashville because that's where he's from and he didn't tell his friends because he didn't want his friends to think he quit comedy I know I thought that was so interesting I thought that was interesting so too. he lived in New York for a season right yeah and then he went where he went to Nashville which is where he, he where he grew up oh so he, they stayed in New York at the beginning of his career yeah because like cr- New York was like one of the is one of the big comedy scenes or it was yeah. pre COVID I mean how do you survive there though if you're like starting out. I don't know. I guess, I mean, he said he worked, wasn't he like worked at clubs too, not just like as a comic, but. And it's, I love following comedians, like even, yes, I love stand up, but I also probably even more so, I love comedians relationship with each other. Like when you hear two comedians on a podcast together, it is so intoxicating. A lot of respect. Like I, I hope to one day be sitting in a room with like other musicians and being like, oh, like you started coming up whenever such and such started coming up. Yeah. Did you play this venue with them? And like comedians are so cool about doing that. Yeah. But he talked about how he was a uh, a barker, which is like a, hey, comedy show tonight. Come on. That's what I was trying to say. With Pete Holmes. Yes. So it's it's just really interesting that like all those relationships like have a way of like growing together. And he tells the story about was it Dave Chappelle was doing like a free show and nobody believed and him. And he like was trying to tell people on the street, hey, like no lie, like Dave Chappelle's in there like literally doing a free show, and they're like, there's no way. And he's like, look in the window, yeah, and they just right, like left. He's like right there. But Nate Brigat, Br- Nate, 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 boy, he is so wonderful to me for so many reasons. His his deadpan. Like, um, yeah, his deadpan, like, if you didn't have the context that it's comedy, it wouldn't be funny. And he talks about that on the podcast. And he's like, I just sound like I'm doing like, if you don't think I'm if you don't know that I'm a comedian, you're just going to listen to me and think I'm like a really mean person and just doing this really evil rant. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like without its context. And the way the funniest part to me about his latest special And I think this is probably true for anything that I laugh at because it takes a lot for me to like actually laugh out loud at a comedian. Yeah. But if you talk about something that I can actually relate to and put myself in, then it's hilarious to me because the stuff about he and his wife really cracked me up because it described our relationship. And I think that's what that's what I need to laugh. Well, it's it's also really interesting because he is so so on the rise. And I, I was a huge Kevin Hart fan in his early comedy specials. Like, Grown Little Man, I I could quote from memory. Like, I listened to it so much. But he, like, rose to stardom in a huge way, and every special he got less and less relatable. 
Yeah. Like his COVID special was in his house and it looks like it's in like a movie theater. Yeah. And you're like, dude, how did this happen? But Nate is exactly as relatable as he was when he did Full Time Magic, which was the early special on Spotify. I was watching a little snippet of comedians in cars. I just wanted like something in the background whenever I had lunch today. And uh, it was Jimmy Fallon and Jerry, you know, the host, Jerry Seinfeld. And they kind of touched on that. He's like, you're never going to be able to create from that space again. Yeah, you can't do it. Like, because once you never... Or no, they were talking about the luxury of... Not luxury, the the awesome experience of being able to be a new comic and open for someone and the audience be like, who the heck is this? Who the heck is Jimmy Fallon? And then you win them over. And then winning them over. They're like, you don't really get that joy ever again because people just know who you are. Yeah. And every time you walk out on stage, there's there's like this expectation and grace of, oh, I'm about to like have a great, like if Bill Burr walked out on stage. You'd laugh instantly. I would laugh this, like before he ever started talking because I love Bill Burr already. And I feel that it shows sometimes of like, if we're not really well known in a city, it's really cool because you can feel if, if we're in sync with each other. Yeah. And it has to be a certain, I mean, we know this, like we have to be really locked in with each other and not really worried about what everyone else is doing, which is so hard because if you don't, if you don't have the, if you don't own the crowd yet, it's an insecure feeling and it's a scary feeling, but But like, but if you're locked into each other and you both kind of like non-verbally agree, they don't matter. We do. There is a moment where you can you can kind of like grab hold of them. Yeah. And, and it's such a, it's a very, it's a very powerful place to be in. Yeah. You can f- literally feel the room shifting like of we, we came yes. out as a duo and now we are one giant unit. Yes. And it's just like, we're all connected and it's like such a powerful thing. And you can also, I mean, you can also feel the shift in the other direction too. Oh, I, I when can, you start to care more about them than your own experience. Yeah, I can see myself transcending out of my body and getting into my own head and, and if, being like, "You lost it, dude." And there are times whenever, like, you and I can like help bring each other back into that space. Yeah, but sometimes it's really hard. Yeah, it it really is. Um, there have been times where we've I've I've floated away and I reined it back in and we still had a great time. But there are some times where I'm like, I'm sorry, I I'm on a I'm in a different room. I don't know where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I just can't handle it. But Nate is also a very rare clean comic. Yes. Yeah, so we were able to watch it with my mom. Which was amazing. And she was I love how honest she was. Well one, she fell asleep, two, she talked through a lot of it. Yep. But also she was like, Yeah, we can totally do that. But like I don't really laugh at these things. And I was like, that's fair. Like, cause my mom, that's not funny to her. Like someone telling a bit, she wants like real life, like poop jokes. Like, well, your mom also loves like Christmas with the cranks humor. Yes. She loves physical humor. Yes. I think that's what she, I, I, and she loves a good story that you're a part of, but if it's someone that she doesn't know, she's not gonna, she's not gonna be interested in that. And I'm fine with that. And, but it was also really sweet cause we had, that was that the night that that was Friday night. Like you went out and got us ice cream, and it was just like a really sweet memory with my mom. Yeah, and I my favorite form of comedy is someone just telling a story. Yeah. Like I will eat it, like from being a child and my dad like being like I got to tell y'all what happened to me today, yeah. and we're all like leaned in, yeah, and just like howling. I wanted 
him to tell more about he and his wife's relationship because it does seem like he just does like bits. Well, I mean, he definitely tells like chunks of stories. Yeah, because like every art form, there is like a system to it. Yeah. Like and I also love a really great comedian. You think they're just up there winging it. That's how natural they look. But he's legitimately like, I've got eight minutes on my family, and then I've got like 12 minutes on COVID. Yes. And it's just, you can tell, there's a mechanical element to it, because it's a skill. It's something that you have to like, really work out and like hone in, but the best ones still make it look so effortless. Yeah. Like, uh, Bill Burr, like there are exceptions like Bill Burr's big claim to fame is he went on a huge rant in Philly where he basically yelled at the audience for his entire set. Yeah. And that was an exception because it was clearly he was just like raging. Yeah. And after that show, people kept saying, dude, re- like roast us. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm an actual comedian. That was like a one time thing. Yeah. But Nate. Like, he goes on stage, he works out the time, and it looks like he's just, like, being goofy and telling funny stories. Totally. But he's like, okay, cool, that's an- that's another part of that joke I can, like, refine or whatever, which I just love. Yeah, same. And I also love, in the same way, going back to, like, politics a little bit, he never goes there. Yeah. Even on Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan goes there, and no matter who he's talking to, he will go there, like, if, like the gardener is on there and he's like, dude, what do you think about Joe Biden's policy? And then that person's like, I don't know. But every yeah. time he did that with Nate, Nate was like silent. Yeah. And it's like, Not, I just, he, and he's like, he doesn't, ha- he doesn't get gross. Never gets his, gross. He has yeah. a couple of funny jokes about getting drunk that are really funny. Like he talks about, um, I don't I don't like telling comedians bits because I think it's their that's like their whole job. But like he tells some stories about like being hungover that are like really funny. But it he like on it he doesn't even really say that he's drunk. Yeah. He just said like we had a really good time one night and then the next day it wasn't a good time. Like he like says it, you know, he's so, even clean in every way. He's also like not really branding himself as a clean comic. And that right? is such a hard thing to do. Yeah. Because if you're well, a clean to, comet, it's like, oh, you're in the wiggles. Right. So I think, like, he's done really well. But, but I mean, thinking about how to describe him to someone that you don't know or that doesn't know him, like, you probably say that. Well, he feels like every dude I went to high school with. Because he's, like, Southern. He is, like, very the every guy. The way he guy. talks is really funny. Whenever he says so, that, or, um. So, yeah, it's just, he's just so relatable to to Southern folks, I think. He's yeah. just so great. Yeah. Um, but he's got, he's got three specials, and then if you look him up on Spotify, he has a, one of his earlier works. It's called uh, Full-Time Magic. Like, his dad was a full-time mu- magician. I forgot about that, yeah. And it, it's just, it's really, really great comedy. Yeah. That like had we not talked about him, it would have been my thing I was into this week because it came out last Thursday. We're recording this on Monday. I've already watched it three times. So I yeah, just think it's I'm so great. Surprised. I think it's so great. So what are you into? What am week? I into this week? I think you already know what you're into. No, I just oh, do you we, know? I'm practicing segueing. Oh, that was a very very convincing segue. Thank you. Uh, what am I into this week? It's weird and annoying when you're asked first, isn't it? It's it's weird because my brain is feels like a bowl of mush. Mm, gross. What? Why? This is interesting. That's just what my brain feels like. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I started going back to the gym. Uh, 
because like I have You don't have to justify it. No, no. No. Uh I've I've I'm at the point now where I'm ready to start doing regular things again. Yeah. And I've started going back to the gym and it's been really great to see it's just I don't know, like the hope of wow, there is an end to this. I remember I had a huge struggle because I was afraid of things going back to normal. Like it was an anxiety of, I don't know, like am I ready for things to go back? Yeah. And now I feel like the the curtains are being lifted and I'm like, no, no, it's time. Yeah. Like let's start figuring this out. I almost wonder if we lived in a different town, if we would be living, dif- or if you and I would go back, quote, go back to normal faster. Yeah, because I remember when we when we were in Mississippi, I was like, oh, COVID is like not scary at all. Right. And we're going to be going to Alabama for Easter and... Yeah. Honestly, like being around people that are less fearful of it is kind of nice. Yeah. And it's because like you can be safe and not be fearful. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I get those two things mixed up a lot. I feel like you and I have, I don't know, I feel like we've balanced that pretty well. I feel like we're getting better at it because I remember like at the beginning we were just like judging everybody and, and now I'm just like everybody's doing their best. I just don't want this thing to dictate my life more than it already is. Yeah. Like selective dictation is what it feels like. Like, yeah, I can't control this. I can control that. Yeah. yeah. And I just, you know, I just want to, I want to start introducing things in my life again. Yeah. And the gym has been something that I've gotten a lot of joy out of. That's great. What about you? Uh, Now that like taxes are officially over, I actually, I think I've always liked this, but especially now that those are over, I enjoy budgeting. Wow, this has just been like a rock and roll podcast. We talked about taxes. We're talking about budgeting. I know that's weird, but like, yeah, I think it's because the stress is over from it. But like, we're about to, I'm about to make dinner and then you're going to go hang out with our neighbor and I'm going to stay here and budget. And I'm excited to do that. I'm excited too. Like I had a lot of stuff to do today and budgeting was on my list, but I literally said like, I'm going to save that for last. Yeah. In a fun way. Yeah, Which and I just cannot relate to that one single bit, but I, I love that. About I just you. like the challenge. Yeah, that is that is something in your wheelhouse. I would I would have stress dreams about budgeting if I had to. I know, babe. I know. I love you. Happy Monday, love or you. actually, happy Wednesday. Happy spring. The first day of spring was on Saturday. Wow! No wonder I keep sneezing. Mm. That's something I miss: being able to sneeze and not have to like convince everybody I don't have the Rona. I silent sneeze. I just kind of shake. I can't do it. I used to do the thing where you close your nose and you sneeze into your brain. But, but I saw like... That's so bad for you. Yeah, right? When you're like... And then you like sneeze and you like your ears pop. Oh my god! I used to do that because I thought it was safer. Like, oh, I don't want to blow it out because it's something like, you know, I might lose a, a brain or something. Oh but gosh. I would do that and it just it wasn't any good. So Ew. I stopped. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Well... That's a weird note to end on. Happy spring. Happy spring, everybody.